You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch podcast. It's Monday, October 25th. I'm Mike Pierce, HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. A new survey was released and we're going to discuss how people who work in the commercial real estate industry feel about the future. We asked the question, is it a good time to own an apartment building? Commercial lending is on the rise. And landlord rental aid in Oregon is finally making some progress in distributing aid. HFO's podcasts are sponsored by the Tax Deferral Accommodator Butler Exchange Group, serving as a resource to investors, brokers, attorneys, accountants, lenders, and financial planners on the ins and outs of 1031 exchanges. HFO is your multifamily real estate firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news stories. Commercial real estate professionals are growing more optimistic about their future prospects. The commercial real estate trade group known as NAIOP recently released its latest update on industry sentiment, showing improving attitudes and optimism about the near-term outlook. The group's latest commercial real estate sentiment index is 56, up slightly from April when it took the industry's temperature. Any number above 50 indicates optimism, while a score below 50 indicates an unfavorable outlook for the coming 12 months. This fall's number is higher than any point since COVID-19 began in early 2020 and matches a level last observed in March 2019. The overall outlook remains positive for most market conditions and sentiment has improved since April for occupancy rates, rents, capitalization rates, and hiring. Over the next year, 62.7% of respondents expect to be most active in industrial projects and deals, while 22.6% expect to be more active in multifamily transactions and about 12% in office transactions and only 2.8% say that they will focus primarily on retail. Some indicators, such as those measuring the prospects of effective rents, available equality and occupancy rates have been noticeably improved, but industry leaders still worry about the cost of construction materials and labor, and they are less optimistic about the availability of financing. Is it a good time to own an apartment building? Many people are asking themselves this question. Despite a year-long national eviction ban and continuing pandemic, it has rarely been a better time to be a big apartment building landlord. National asking rents rose 10.3% in August, measured on an annual basis, according to RealPage, a rental management software company which analyzed more than 13 million professionally managed apartments. That marked the first double-digit increase in more than 20 years this data has been collected, and in several cities, the rent increases were much greater than the national figure. In August, rents rose more than 20% year-over-year in cities like Phoenix, Las Vegas, and Tampa. Monthly rents were up more than 20% in smaller markets like Boise, Idaho, and Naples, Florida, too. Fast-rising rents reflect several factors. Young adults who lived with families last year are now renting their own apartments. In many cases, they prepare to head back to the office. Middle-income workers that have been priced out of the scorching housing market have little choice but to pay higher rents. Limited growth in new apartment supply, meanwhile, can't keep up with demand. Apartment occupancy rates, a key metric for helping landlords determine how much they can raise the rent, hit a record high of 97.1% in August. Household incomes of new renters at professionally managed properties also reached a new high of more than $70,000 a year. An end to the federal eviction ban last month is likely to further strengthen landlord's hands. Multifamily property values have increased 13% since before the pandemic, according to real estate security advisor Green Street. More money is being invested now in apartment buildings than any other type of commercial real estate. Few analysts predicted this scenario 18 months ago.
months ago when COVID-19 hit, U.S. unemployment rate rose nearly to 15%. Surveys showed an increasing number of renters falling behind on their payments, and federal and local eviction bans meant that those tenants couldn't be replaced. Uncertainty about rent collections sent chills through the debt markets, raising concerns about a liquidity crunch in the multifamily real estate industry. Now, most segments of the multifamily market look strong. Even as more renters migrate back to cities, suburban markets continue to sizzle as record-high home prices keep more people in rental housing. Others are relocating and working from home. The rent increases mean that tenants who enjoyed big discounts last year are now in for a rude awakening, while some individual investors have felt excluded from the rent rally. These landlords own about 41% of rental properties nationwide, including the majority of single-family rentals according to the U.S. Census Bureau surveys. Unemployment for low-income workers caused many renters to miss payments, and eviction bans usually meant landlords had limited resources. These building owners don't have the scale to absorb the unpaid rent problems as easily as a corporate owner with thousands of apartment units. A recent survey of about a 1,000 small rental owners from the National Rental Home Council found that one-third had sold or planned to sell their rental home because of the effects of the eviction moratorium on their business, with most selling to owner-occupiers. Since if unpaid rent is pushing more rental home landlords to exit the business, it couldn't come at a better time. National home sale prices are up 18% over the past year. Commercial lending is on the rise. Four of the nation's largest banks are reporting improved outlooks for commercial real estate lending in 2021. The improved outlooks for lending are notably in the bank's combined loan portfolios. The improved outlooks for lending are notable in that the bank's combined loan portfolios have actually been shrinking. Their June total was down from $395 billion as of a year earlier. The improved outlooks and comments signal a readiness to increase their lending and portfolio growth as financial institutions head back towards pre-pandemic practices. J.P. Morgan chairman Damie Dimon said that the nation's largest bank holding company has seen commercial real estate lending growth, stemming largely from loan originations. There are some signs of improvements. Wells Fargo reported that the third quarter commercial real estate loan portfolio grew overall from the second quarter. Adding in future commercial real estate loan commitments, the portfolio is $1.2 billion higher than it was three months ago. The growth is driven by increased holdings and commitments for apartments and industrial property loans, while office, retail, and hotel holdings were down over the previous quarter. Generally, conditions leading to improved outlooks included stronger consumer spending, improvement in the vaccine rates, continued reopening of businesses after a minor slowdown from the surge in COVID-19 Delta variant cases, an expected growth rate in the U.S. economy of more than 5.5% this year, and an unemployment falling back to pre-pandemic levels. Banks also reported a number of concerns on their radar, including an economic slowdown in China and its impact on the global market, inflation, supply chain constraints that are creating shortages of materials and goods, and finally labor shortages. But what they were most worried about has been put off for a little while as the U.S. debt ceiling negotiations in Washington at least have a short-term solution. Rental aid in Oregon is finally making some progress in distributing the aid. Despite millions of dollars paid out by the federal deadline of September 30th, Thousands of Oregonians continue to await emergency rental assistance as their applications slip past state and local gross periods intended to avert evictions. The backlog remains greatest in three Portland metro area counties, where 42.1% of completed applications have been paid through October 18th, compared with 54.5% statewide. Still, the Oregon Department of Housing and Community Services and 18 community action agencies paid out a total of $133 million by the September 30th deadline, set by the U.S. Treasury for states to commit at least 65% of the initial shares of rental assistance. Oregon initial share was $204 million, and Oregon is in line for more money that was reallocated from other states failing to spend their full amounts. According to the state's agency board, almost 21,000 of the 38,464 completed applications for rent and utility assistance have been paid and obligated statewide as of October 18th. The figure includes payments approved by the agencies but not yet redeemed by landlords for a total of $165.6 million, but the request totaled $300.8 million. The payments are starting to accelerate. We were all worried on September 16th when Oregon had just paid out $48 million, 
By the federal deadline, however, of September 30th, a total of $133 million has been paid out. And according to the dashboard, here's just a quick overview of some of the largest counties. Statewide, 54.5% of the applications have been paid and obligated. In Multnomah County, that number is 47.3%. In Washington County, it's 37.7%. And Clackamas County is lower at 25.7%. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interviews. One of our latest videos features Toya Butler from Butler Exchange Group talking about if 1031s are really in danger. HFO TV interviews are available on our website and our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Apartment Investor blog available on our website. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.